You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joined with Reed Bacon. We got a great one today. Uh, we are talking Vol Baseball down in Hattiesburg, trying to finish this out and get to Omaha. Uh, we talk a little baby Gronk and him reaching out to us uh, to try and get some articles written up, uh, even though we don't do that. And we break down a recruit that uh, we didn't get a chance to earlier this spring, but man, do we like him a lot. Uh, but before we get into any of that, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, uh, and leave a comment. We love the comments. Um, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, uh, and follow us on all of those listening platforms. Also follow us on social media. Uh, at Pancakes and Bacon for our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, then if you want to follow Reed, it is at RBacon26 for his main account on Twitter. And then for myself, it is just at Kyler Kerbison on all social media. So you go ahead and check me out there. Uh, but yeah, just really appreciate you guys. Let's jump into this great pop. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, got a pretty good podcast today. We got some great stuff to talk about. I am a little peeved because we started going without pressing the record button, but we're back to the start. We're figuring this thing out. Um, but before we get into everything we're going to cover on the pod, Reed, how are we doing, bud? <laughs> Big boy. <laughs> Oh, don't you just love it? I've done that. I did that before when I was doing this by myself. I did it where I literally stood up, went to go press the button to stop record, and it started recording. And I was like, I could not believe, like literally 45 minutes by myself, just talking into the abyss. No one ever heard it. <laughs> it's It's like the worst fear of a podcaster. Like to not press the record button. Oh, it's it's atrocious. I'm just, just caught it. I'm glad you like the little timer up in the corner because I would have gone. I would have gone the whole thing. I'm just glad that you just pointed out that it was myself that caught it because we we had already talked intro. We had already started fall baseball. We were about to go to Baby Gronk, and I caught it. And I said that, and I didn't see. I didn't know if it was blocked out or if you just didn't click it. So I just said, "Hey, Kyler." You said what? And I asked, and right when I asked, you immediately just dropped. Hey, mistakes happen. I we this happened. It happened probably about a month ago, but it was only four or five minutes in. Yeah, it wasn't as bad. Hey, time to snap and clear. What's that? What was that? that. What was that? I think I accidentally pressed one of these little things that work on this little dance pop. Ooh. Hey, we're just finding new things as we go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I now have a sticky note here on my uh, Fisher Island. Um, 
it says it says record with a big star and it says like with a big star because I'm trying to get away from saying like as yeah. a crutch word. Yeah. So, so these are my notes right here. Yeah, it, it happens. It happened. I just said it. it. This happened probably a month ago and it was but it was only four or five minutes in. So no big deal. This time we were probably 20 minutes in. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're going to be better because we just had a. We just had a, a a practice. Now this is a real deal. So my weekend was great. Um, went to Memphis, uh, hung out with uh, my Memphis crew, Tina Lou, Lee and Liz, Bailey Austin. It was a great one because, um, well, they're all great. And it it had been a little while since I'd seen them. I'd been down there about a month or so ago, but took Megan. It was her first time meeting them. And so she had a blast and, and uh, they enjoyed their time with her and really, really liked her. So that was great. Yeah. Um, played a little golf, which, which is always fun. Um, and, you know, got to watch some baseball with some individuals who know baseball, which I appreciate. I wish I would have. I, I literally just called them points instead of runs about 20 minutes ago. So <laughs> I wish awesome. I had somebody with me. Yeah, Austin played in high school, and then Bailey played growing up, which I played in growing up too, but not for very long. I, I enjoyed it, but then it started getting too slow for me. Uh, Lou, big baseball guy, very knowledgeable baseball guy. He actually grew up in Memphis. If you grew up in Memphis, baseball is a big deal because they have the Redbirds, but that's the farm team for the St. Louis Cardinals. So everyone – well, not everyone, but most people in Memphis are big Cardinals fans, and the Cardinals are a great organization. So – He's a big yeah. baseball guy, so it's very enjoyable to watch games with them and 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 learn from them. But uh, how was your weekend? Not bad. Uh, just relaxing. I got to spend more time relaxing than usual. But uh, we uh, we did plan me me and the wife on Sunday morning, and we we were very strategic about this because we knew that after a while you get tired. We were like, we're waking up early. We're not even making breakfast, getting coffee, nothing. We're putting our clothes on. We're going outside. We're pulling weeds. We got weeds in the flower beds out front. We got to pull them out. And it was just like a, hey, set the alarm at six, wake up, brush your teeth, put your clothes on, get out there. Hey, where are you on a farm? Waking up at <laughs> six to pull weeds? Yeah. Six? Yeah, six. On Sunday, we said, yeah, set the alarm at six, got up, got the stuff done. You got to do that so it's not hot out and you're not getting sunburned. Kyle, then, at least, at least like eight or nine, six yeah. a.m. <laughs> well, dude, I get up at five during the week. So it's I, like, I'm sleeping in. If I'm Brianne, I would ask for a divorce. And if it was her idea, if I'm you, I'm asking for a divorce. That's insane. No, it was perfect because we got and no more. coffee. So, so what? So you do it just so that you can shower and then enjoy your coffee or enjoy breakfast. Exactly. So we got done like hour and fifteen, hour and twenty. Got done doing all that, um, and then like this coming weekend, I'm gonna go get mulch, spread it around, do that part. But it was just like, okay, we need to get the weeds done. Let's get the weeds done before we sit down. Cause as soon as you sit down and like enjoy your breakfast and enjoy your morning and like have your coffee, it's not like, yay, let's, get, let's get outside, start pulling weeds. Like, so just knock it out right away. Then you can come back and enjoy your coffee. And yeah, it was nice. It, it took an hour and 20 
for both of you to pull the weeds. How many damn weeds you all have? It was a lot. It was a good amount. Because I did, I did two flower beds by myself, and they're big, big flower beds because they're out next to the to the pool, so they're good size. And it, I mean, it was maybe thirty minutes, forty five. So I figured with two people, it'd be pretty quick. But well, this is. Uh... This was a rental property. We're the ones to take care of the landscaping and nobody's touched the flower bed since we moved in, which is September. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, nothing's been touched. And it was like, all right, spring, like, let's freaking get out there. Let's do it. Now it's the summer. So we're a little late, but um, you guys yeah. are great. Y'all are great renters, though, because most people don't even take care of the yarn. If they do, they basically mow it and that's it and then they leave they move out so you guys will be the best of renters until you oh my gosh dude we're the freaking greatest ones we've improved this place my wife had me take down the old shitty blinds and we bought new ones and put them up like because they were just the old like corded like they were from the 80s they look like and she was like i'd love i'd love for you all to be my renters <laughs> yeah she's like i can't take this we got to put something else so we put some so we put other blinds up she bought uh sliding drawers that go inside the pantry like shelves so you attach it to the shelf and then it just pulls out with all your stuff because nice. the shelves are so deep but they're not there's not a lot of them. Like you're supposed to keep all your stuff deep. And it's like, you couldn't reach in the back. You need to maximize. You have to maximize. Exactly. So we've improved this damn apartment house. Well, uh, yeah, it's a house. We've improved our rental house. Yes. Well, it's not an apartment it is it's a home. It's a Well, not, I can't say home because an apartment can be a home, but it is a house. It is so a, anyways, um, ball baseball, it's, it's, it's never, it's never, um, not interesting with Tony V and the boys. That's there, right. There's always there's always something going on. Whether exactly. we're the villains, um, whether we're beating the hell out of somebody, or we're taking a loss that's super painful, like we did to Notre Dame. You know, there's always some good trash talking on Vault Twitter with other places. Um, I don't know why, Kyler. I get these gut feelings every once in a while. Uh, most of the time it's with the Titans of the Vols. Uh, there, there are times where it's with other teams where I just have a stone. It would be like my stone. Like I'm not a huge gambler. I'm really not. I, I do it for college football, a slight bit of college basketball, maybe for March Madness. And then I'll, and I gamble NFL, but it's never huge. Like I'm not one of these people that's all about gambling and proclaims to be good, but mm -hmm. I really do have these random, just gut punches. That's like, bet this team or and a lot of times if it's the Vols or Titans I'm not going to do it especially if it involves them losing yeah but I was playing golf on Saturday with with Bailey and Austin and Lou and I, I said Southern Miss winning today I don't know why there's nothing in me that is analytical you know I'm not a big analytical or reasons like oh Tennessee's going to win today because of this this and this I look at some of that stuff especially for football but for me it's all in my gut it's all how I'm feeling in well, the gut. Te technically, you're wrong because they won the next day. Well, <laughs> technically, technically, I'm right because I said Southern Miss is winning the first game. So, so uh, but they they won it. I don't know why. Um, but it's in a in a series of three. It's a it's a weird feeling when you lose a first one because it's you're happy, but there's still a lot of work to be done. You know, and and you know the other team's going to play desperate, but but we lost the first one. Um, 
which is what well, a roller coaster of a day. We play golf. I get back or golf, eat, shower, ready to start watching the game. You get to watch a little bit of it. It's not starting how we wanted. Then the weather delay, and you're like, okay, now we're sitting here watching Twitter. We're figuring out if we're going to get to play. And we were kind of excited, like, you know what? We hate waiting, but now we're going to get some prime time Saturday night baseball. Well, yeah. then it gets then it gets canceled fully, and you're like, how does that help? You know, do, do you think it helps because we were losing, and so now we get to reset, or what the hell's going on here? You hope. But, so you you hope so that like, hey, here's a reset. You know, let's come back. And when they scored the runs that they did, I was like, that's what we needed. We needed yeah. a little break. I thought yeah. we were coming back into it. I did too. I did too. I was watching on the drive home. We get those runs. I'm like, bet, no shocker here. Like, this is it. Like, we're we're gonna be the better team. We're gonna come back. We're gonna win this game. And and kudos to Southern Miss. They they held out and won. Uh, and then the the boys went and reset. Tony V gives them a little little talk. Southern Miss celebrated quite quite a bit for one game of a series. That's true. And they were they were pretty fired up. And Tony V's talking to the boys, and we come out. And we we take the next game, a um, little nerve wracking, and then uh, and then Blake and then Blake Big Daddy Long Bomb Bird decides to do four seventy nine. I think he hit that homer, dude. I mean, insane. And what cracks me up about the, him is when he it's like I guess it's for me it's like a golf shot when you know you pure it. Oh you yeah, know, you know it from the second, and you're like, and not necessarily that's going to be a good. You know, and not saying that you're stuck within three feet, but you know when you pure one, and 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 you just feel it. That's it's so funny. It's I swear it looks like the ball has been gone for a millisecond, and he's already dropping that bat or doing. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was yeah. literally at the end of his swing, and he's just like, "See ya," because he felt it hit and was like, "That's there's no way that's staying in." And that must be a that must be a cool feeling and a wild feeling, because I mean, like I said, I'm not a baseball guy, so I don't know what that feels like when it hits the bat or comes and off the, the bat. But the sound of it too, but I'm sure but that, just right there, yeah, yeah. And he blasts it, and then he gets to do his, you know, do his this bat toss, and uh, gets gets the boys going, and then then you get you get one in the, in the hole, and, and and bring some runs home, and it's like okay, this is what we expected. This yeah. is Tennessee baseball. We're the better team, and now it's Monday. We're recording because uh, I was driving home yesterday, and we're sitting here thinking it's going to be six o'clock, and I'll be watching the game while recording, and. Uh, needless to say, Andy Griffith is on the TV, and that is because we have a, <laughs> yeah. we have a delay and it's postponed to nine o'clock. So we've got the we've got the uh, your program will begin shortly across the ESPN screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we're we're waiting again for this game, but very excited. Um, hopefully, we can get to Omaha. But let's move on to the next topic. Uh, a little bit of baby Gronk. It has been sweeping the internet uh, now, I guess, because the New York Times article, like New York Post, I think. I was like, the fact that people are writing about this is insane, but we had him DM us not too long ago, and we said to each other, this is ridiculous. This dad trying to live through his son is gross first off and it's just it's sad man it's so sad that like the kid probably can't even have a real childhood because of the way his dad is 
treating football that like football is more important than everything else. And like the desperation of DMing all of these people. Um, I mean, he literally just DM'd us was like, do you guys write articles? You want to write an article about us? Hey, can you retweet this tweet for us? Like, I, I don't think that's the way that you become viral or become popular or get recruited guy. Like, well, listen, if you want to be a TikTok star, maybe, but if you want to be a football player, that ain't it. There you go. There you go. It's if you want to be a social media star, celebrity, whatever, then I guess they're doing it the right way because they have tons yeah. of followers and on Instagram they do. I, I had no idea about this kid. I was sitting out, I was sitting outside uh, on the porch drinking coffee one morning and you texted me. It was actually I was sitting out watching the Knoxville Open, I think maybe Thursday, the first day yeah. and so watching dudes come through and you text me. I'm like, what the f- is this? <laughs> And then I see it, and then I start looking on his Instagram and his Twitter, and I just immediately just felt bad for the kid. There's Kyler. There is. There's no way. This pans out well, except for one thing, and that is that the kid goes on to a major, high-level Division One school, on scholarship, is good, and then gets drafted in the NFL. That's the only way this plays out. And you know the statistics on that are about zero percent that that happened. Yeah, like point zero zero one percent. This is not a high schooler. This is not an eighth grader. The kid is like, and I'm saying like because I don't know. He is legitimately fourth, fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. Nine He's or talking, ten. Not even in middle school yet. What are we doing now? I, I looked at it briefly to be knowledge like, because you're just so flabbergasted at this nonsense and the dad saying, you know, my kid's going to have a million dollars. He's going to be a millionaire. I'm setting him up for this. It's like, okay, but you're doing it off the skin. Of, you're doing it basically off his back. You're doing it because of him. You didn't go out and work hard. You didn't invest right. You didn't, you know, like, yeah, we'll just say you didn't go work hard and invest right your own money and your own time and efforts to say, here, son, here's a nest egg, or your mom and I have put away for a college tuition or whatever. Do we really think that that kid is going to get all the money that has been earned or made because of him? No. No way. It's it's You see it all the time with these chi- child celebrities or these child stars, yeah. and the parents swindle all the money, and then the kids – 20 something years old and he's got all these he or she's got all these issues because they didn't have a normal childhood they don't know what being normal is like it's just it's wild and i'm so happy to see the internet absolutely blast this dude i mean nobody is on their side (laughs) there's no way there's no way i mean there's if there is they're like people that know this individual and it's just silly um the kid's not even going to understand what's really even going on until multiple, multiple, multiple years later. Um, I mean, talk about, you know, we discuss because we talk recruiting and stuff like the big heads of these five stars and they think that they deserve everything and they think they get everything. Like this guy's starting at eight that he thinks he just gets everything and he thinks he's the coolest guy here and he's the best. 
and you know he should have all of this and all of that. I, I cannot imagine what he's going to be like when he actually gets to college and there's nil stuff. This kid will transfer eight times high just school. to try and get money. Don't not even college. Wait till he gets to high school, Kyler. He might not even be the best player on his middle school team. <laughs> That's true. He might he might go and there there be other guys that are just as good as him. And it's just it's just so ridiculous. And and I've seen a, a couple stuff like this growing up where you're in high school and in college, and the parents' lives are completely revolved around one of their children's sports and sports careers. This this is true, by the way. Um, someone that I knew through through family, um, and their their son was a baseball player and was supposed to be the next big deal. He was a good prospect. He was a good player, but he's a freshman in high school at the time. And they yeah. are they are outwardly saying that we are just going to buy an RV and travel around and watch our son play wherever he plays. And then when he goes pro, we're just going to follow him around. And watch. They were saying this shit, bro. They're saying the stuff. And it's just like, you are, guess what the kid's doing? The kid, the kid went and he had a scholarship offer to a good level sec baseball school and guess what happened he got kicked out he ended up being at like three or four different colleges and now he's working some mid-level job hasn't played baseball for four or five years now yeah shocker because you people don't understand how much of a freak you have to be to get a chance to play high level college football and especially something pro and besides being freak level you have to have freak level heart, you know, uh, dedication and work ethic. Yeah. That's why I loved, I saw, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Jim Nagy, the guy that does the seniors Reese's uh, bowl, how he was talking about, and it, it's so happy. And, and I don't mean to knock and go on a, a tangent about don't work hard. Absolutely work hard. I think the thing that people need to do is maximize your ability. Do that. Yeah. And you can go, you can say that you maximize your potential. But all the cliches of like, oh, he's the hardest worker. He's this. He's going to do that. He's going to make it. Bro, I could be, I could go spend every hour of every day for the next years. Guess who's not going to the NBA? Guess who's, <laughs> guess who's not going to the MLB? Guess, yeah. guess who's not playing in the NFL? I can maximize my, my potential, but there still has to be something that's God-given. This kid's in fourth grade. He might, like I said, he might not even be the most God-given, talented person on a middle school or high school team. Let alone, it's just, it's insane. I've, I've spent, and I told you when, when he, when he DM'd, I said, "A, we're not responding." And I even no. asked, "Oh no, no," I said, "A, we're never doing this." But I said, "B, I, and I'll give you credit for being mature." I said, "Kyler, please respond to this dad and say, A, no, we don't write articles. B, if we did, we would never ever do this." see like be a better parent and you're like Reed I'm not doing that. <laughs> like I wonder if I would have started that trend. Uh yeah. I mean it's just it's hey you know what technically you could have been you could have somewhat started the drink as Will Compton. By the way, I love that Will Compton I'm not a huge busting with the boys. I, I I will catch some of the stuff that they do, but I loved that he went in because he has a really good platform to, to kind of start oh, yeah. and then and then you go through and it's all these people all these people that are much, much smaller, lower level that are getting hit up. And it's, a, I mean, at least his dad, his dad should go be like a, like a Colts call salesman. He might be the greatest 
cold call salesman in the world because it sounds like he doesn't mind getting told no. No, no kidding. I I mean, Will did a great job. He doubled down, tripled down, did not, did not stop ripping this guy apart. And I think it was actually good coming from him because he is a he was a guy where it's like he didn't he wasn't a freak. He came from Missouri, was a really hard worker, made like was a four star out of high school. They just worked his ass off, worked his ass off to be on practice squad to eventually start at the then Redskins. Then just kept being like making it on teams. And it's like, are you about to say that like you can't come back to him and be like, well, it's all hard work and stuff. And Will, Will would be like, yeah, I fucking know. Okay. I'm not Taylor. Like I'm not six, seven, 300 pounds naturally and can move. Like he can. I'm a short white dude who worked my ass off to do that. Like everyone knows that. So yeah, but the thing, but the thing is, is we've been around Will. Will is still genetically very, very gifted. I mean, good size guy can still run. You're you're not you're not in the NFL just off hard work. Now I granted he did it as about it. He did it the hardest way that you can do undrafted practice squad so he he earned it through the hardest way possible um but he still i mean if baby gronk was to grow up to even be half the athlete then that's um, that's unbelievable i mean you're very fortunate in that so it was it was funny that that went around because uh hopefully it exposes and stops some of this nonsense i hope so because god when i like if you're already getting a big head and you're not humble now like dude you have a rude fucking awakening bro it's it's just it's just cringe as cringe gets. Like you're gonna get like I don't care what high school he goes to. I, there's gonna be a senior who's going to lay him out in practice. Oh, because of this, like, but he's gonna get his head taken off because of this. His because dad, that doesn't fly in football locker rooms. That'll fly on your elementary school team and your middle school team where your dad's the coach. But as soon as your parents are not the coaches anymore. And it's just players, and you're 14, and the other guys are 18. You're getting yeah, your head stuffed. He he thinks his dad thinks he's setting him up. His dad's just putting the biggest target in the world on his back. Because I can promise you, if he was in our freshman class going into Catholic, there were seniors and juniors that would have absolutely taken his head off. Or if we were seniors. And he shows up to Knoxville Catholic. I mean, we even had people when we were juniors and seniors that were pretty for like a low level in Knoxville. Like, hey, this freshman is supposed to be a dog. Like, this freshman is supposed to be really good. Like, he may get a chance. And we're all like, okay. And it's not – we're not special. I'm saying every senior class or every junior or every starting upperclassman is like, okay, we'll see about that. And then they show Mm -hmm. up, you know, first day. And like you said, someone's going to rock him and be like, you're gonna rock him and say, "Yeah, what's up, baby Gronk, dumbass?" Yeah. Like, like this. How are you gonna respond? Uh, How are you gonna respond? Right. To that? If you've been, yeah. if you've been fed everything, you're, you know, you're just, you're so great, you're so great. You've been playing flag football your whole life. Everyone's just dotting over you, and then you get into practice, and a dude who's fifty pounds heavier than you lays you out, puts you on the ground, and says, "You're a bitch." What do you do? Because that will happen. That happens every day. It happens in every single game of football. High school, college, NFL, it happens. 
everyone calls everyone else bitches and assholes. Oh, and they call them everything out of the book. And you're tr literally trying to masculate each other back and forth. It happens all throughout games. So what's going to happen? Oh, I can just see it now. He's a Catholic and we just come across the mill and lay his, some, someone lays him out and you and yeah. like, get up bitch. Like baby, baby Gronk, like little bitch, baby Gronk or whatever. And just yeah. cracking up like uh, the, the target that is on that kid's back. And we, we've talked about it long enough. And the only reason we brought it up is because he did DM us and exactly. we, we and it's like the most popular thing on the internet right now. So talk about as well. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get into this. Let's story. talk about a real. Let's talk about someone who is, <laughs> yeah, who's actually a real good player. Um, so DB safety, Ed Reese, Farouk. I think I said that correctly. Did you listen to the video I sent you? Yeah, I think that's how it was said. I'm. Sure, I was trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, but safety out of Maryland, 5'11", 180. He's a DB. He's on the defensive side, so I know you wanted to you wanted to go first. Don't want me, you know, step on your turf. So I want to hear what you have to say. I, I don't know. You want to start with the offer list? So I don't have it pulled up yet. If do you have it pulled up? I can pull it up in like two seconds. Um, yeah, I mean, I can pull it up too. Oh, so who gets the first? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, I should have it here. Uh, oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Sorry, I was. His internet is faster. You got you got that old Walmart connection. <laughs> I'm here. It. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to say this. I watched, I went to his Twitter specifically to find a video of someone saying his name. I found it. I watched it about 20 times because I wanted to be better about this. And now about and 45 minutes has passed because we're 28 minutes into this one. And we did about 15, 20 minutes. I weren't recording and I've already forgotten how to say it. So I don't <laughs> want to mess his name up. Yeah. So, let me. Idris Farouk. Yeah, I think that's how the guy said it. Who the guy yeah. who said it, who was announcing their game, said it like smoothly and well. Anyways, I remembered it because I was like, he's gonna make a play in Neyland, and everybody's gonna go Farouk. Yeah, that would be hype. That would Very be hype. hype. Okay, so you like you already said they have him at five eleven one eighty. I think you said six foot one eighty. Is, is that what you said? 5'11". Oh, you did say 5'11". Okay. Uh, Tennessee, Arizona, Arkansas, Boston College, Bowling Green, Charlotte, Cincinnati, Colorado, Connecticut. Sorry, I need to skip some of the worthless ones. Um, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Oklahoma, right. Ole Miss, Oregon, Penn State, Pittsburgh, USC, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Wisconsin. Very nice offer list. Very, mm -hmm. very nice. Um, you see it in influx in some of these um, northern, northern. Schools, northern for us because he's in he's in you know Baltimore, Maryland. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I watched his film. I went and then watched the number one and number two safeties in this class. One was a five star. There's only four five star DBs. So I think there's like three corners and one safety or two and two because one of them's like an athlete. Anyways, how Mr. Farouk is only a three-star yeah. is criminal. It's crazy, dude. This is insane. I'm going to say this. 
and then I will fact check myself later. He might be the best safety highlight film that I've watched while breaking down. Now, he is definitely top DBs. Now, you got to remember, I love Jordan Matthews. He was a corner. I liked Ricky's. He was a corner. Yeah. Uh, Jax was a, a safety, but his was, he was an, more of an athlete because there was a lot yeah. of it. Ed Reese legitimately is everything. Dude, I, it, I, 10 plays in, I go, I can turn this off. Kyler. Like, I, I, if I was a coach, I'd be like, turn it off. Offer him. It's, <laughs> I, so I told you I went to his Twitter to see if I can find a video of his name being pronounced so that we can say it right. I see that his Twitter profile is underrated elite safety or elite prospect, whatever it was. But he said underrated elite. My friend, I've seen a kajillion high school people that are yeah. that are that are uh, being recruited, and they all say they're underrated or this or that or uh, you know sleeping on me here now whatever. You, my friend, are the first one that I said. I'd like to pat you on the back and say, you are correct. Here's the thing though. Don't care. Do like I'm telling, I'm talking to him. Don't care about what the ratings are. You have multiple scholarship offers to fantastic universities. Obviously I'm a Tennessee fan, but I think you made a great, great decision. Just like, you know, listen, if he went to USC, Penn state, Michigan, wherever I'm, yeah. my, my point is the opportunity is there. Say F the stars F who's rated in front of you. You've mm -hmm. already done the hard work to get some to get on a good division one program. You got your scholarship paid or you got your tuition paid for. You're going to get some NIL money at some point if you continue to produce, if you haven't gotten any already. So don't worry about it. But as a prospect, he is everything that you want as a safety. He does it all. Mm -hmm. he, covers, he has great coverage skills whether it's in zone and he's deep third or back at safety, deep half. They have him up in cover three sometimes. They have him – I saw a couple in man. He plays in the box well. He tackles well. He sheds blocks well. He opens his hips and runs well. Kyler, he does everything at a very, very high level. I know. Now, that is why I, I don't know – how the kid is a three-star give this man a four-star and be done with it i'm not I, listen I, we've talked about five four and five stars and we've realized that they've given out very few five stars which i'm cool with yeah. I'm, totally, I'm totally cool with you know you have to be top two or three in your position and and that's all the five stars are giving out but the fact that this kid is not a four-star is a joke now as a as a player you said that you could turn the film off after 10 plays I could have turned the turned it off after the second play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm watching. I'm watching the second play. He drops down in the box. They look like they've got him playing like the little seam hook. He's not in. It's like seam, maybe he's a little not, bit of hook he's zone. Flat. No, it's more hook zone and, and seam. Ball gets thrown over his head, and I'm like, okay, if you stop this highlight tape right now, a Why ball has just been here? a ball has just been completed five, seven yards behind him. He didn't get a tip on. I'm like, okay. I was like, there's only one thing that can be here. This is a hustle play. And he takes off, giving all-out effort, Hawks buddy, and not only does he make a tackle that could have been a game-saving tackle, it's a forced fumble. Yeah. I all if I, was a, if I was a defensive coordinator, DB's coach, grad assistant, and I see this, I'm like, turn it off. Like, I'm over at UT right now. I'm a grad assistant. I'm, I'm a I'm a intern 
And I'm, I'm telling you, turn this off. Willie Martinez, Tim Banks, Coach Heupel, offer this kid. Yeah. Off the second play. But you're, anyway, you're, you're, you're watching the, you're watching a film yourself, just in your little cave, and you just see that. And you're like, email, get up, walk to their office, go. You need to watch this right now. <laughs> yes, because that, that's winning football. That is high level character, hustle, determination, mm-hmm. everything. That is winning football. That is playing winning defense. And he, yeah. and not like I said, not only does he go down and make a tackle, but it's a forced fumble. So, anyways, uh, I love that. There's a span. So, um, like I said, and I'm reading off my notes here. I, I've got notes because I'm going to start doing this. Uh, Peyton Lewis was my my learning lesson. I'm I'm doing this for all. Of, I'm, I do it sometimes. It's like. Half the time I'll just watch and try to come on here. Other times I take notes. I feel like it's always better for you take all notes. when I when I take notes. Okay, yeah. fifty-two seconds in, he's down in cover three. So and and I made sure to watch it a couple times to see what everyone else is. So he's down. It's in cover three. So he's over the. There's three wide receivers. So you have your number three, who's closest into the tight end. Number two, who's the slot, if you want to call it. Number one's far outside. They run a screenplay to the very very number one outside receiver. Not only does he beat his man, he beats him so quickly and so bad that the guy who was the, the third receiver who was supposed to probably come up and grab the corner mm-hmm. has to try to take Farouk. And he beats him. Yeah. Then, yeah. He makes, then he makes a tackle. And he makes a tackle for no gain. I mean, it is it's, – it's, so it's like, okay, unbelievably great play. Then you go, and it's at the 112 mark. He's in the box. Okay, he's in the box. He sees the run. He comes up and he blasts the buddy. Blasts. There's people that get nominated as hard hitters because they take people's head off as a wide receiver coming across the middle or a tight end who's won one of those pop passes and he's looking and you come and clean him out. Listen, as a former safety, you can add, those are kill shots. And and it's nice to go out and do one of those. But mm. it's not that it's not that impressive because someone's not looking at you. Exactly. What's more impressive is when you, as Tennessee fans know, you Eric bury somebody and they're running full speed, and then you come and absolutely annihilate them to where not only do you stop their momentum, that you send them the other direction. Yeah. And so he has a guy coming up the gut that he body bags. Then you go to 112. He's in the box, and he blasts again. This time he's the opposite side, backside safety. He comes down. He works his way through traffic. The guy is bouncing out on the opposite side of the field. Blast him again when he gets there. And it's probably like a three or four yard game. As I was watching this, it just kept coming up. And I literally was like looking down at my phone just going, oh, oh, like this guy is crushing dudes. Yes. I mean, play after play after play. He was laying people out. Yeah. And and the thing is, is sometimes people that may not – no football or watch it as much or whatever. They're used to that wide receiver coming on a slant and a safety mm-hmm. come in and de Clayton. And it's, you know, back in the day when football was allowed to be violent and it's like, you got jacked up. It's like yeah. one of those. That that's a very easy visual to see. Yeah. Sometimes you don't notice how hard someone is getting blasted because it's on the opposite side of the field. This is high school. The views aren't that good. Uh-huh. But if you really watch this kid, He's blasting people when he shows up, no matter where they are in the field. And it just the visual isn't as good, unfortunately, for him. Wait till he gets on the division one level on Saturday. 
and they have a million cameras and he's doing this silly you're gonna see it in your mic it's, oh, so, it's so silly and all all i was thinking like while he's making all of those tackles while he's like you just described that play where he breaks two blocks gets off two blocks makes the tackle tackle for loss i'm like this might be the perfect recruit for the star position in tim banks defense like this guy can tackle so well. He can cover whoever you freaking want. He can get off blocks better than I've seen a lot of DBs. Like, great. He put multiple plays on there where he is just push, pull, shed, rip, like getting off guys, making tackles, and making violent tackles. I'm just like, like I want him on the team now. Yeah, he's he looks awesome with everything that he does. I'm going to say this, Kyler. I would rather have him at deep safety, and I'll tell you why in, in, in just a second. Um, I'm going back to more of his plays. You go to the 134 mark. He's man coverage. This guy's listed as a safety, and I'm like, there's a lot of times you have to play man coverage. You were just talking about that. If he comes down and he's in that star position, he's in the slot, yeah. can you man up? Not only does he – he, he, he plays it, the guy comes off, and he does a speed turn into an out route. And Farouk gets his – gets his he gets his, he kind of has that eye discipline where he's looking at the quarterback, comes back to his man. He gets a he gets a, a push, get hands on the individual, which I love. Now, the hands didn't really do much because the individual was already on a on a mm -hmm. quick out with a, with a speed turn. Yep. But the fact that he's right there, he's hip pocket, it shows that he is athletic enough runs well enough and is disciplined enough to play man coverage. He can open those hips and run. So he's not just an in-the-box safety that you maybe have to worry about in coverage. He's not just a deep safety that you have to worry about um, bringing him up. It was just another – it was just another attribute that shows – or it was just another play that shows his great toolbox and attributes Yeah, that he can do it all. And so I love that at the 134 mark. 144. Might be in this 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 is great way to segue into me telling you why, why I would like him back at safety, one forty four mark. This is one of the one of the reasons that I love some of the other DBs and corners is how well they open up their hips and can run. This is probably one of the best ones I've seen at a high school level for a safety. He gets his back pedals in. He opens up. He works to the right. He gets to his spot where he wants to be. Mm -hmm. And he sets back up and starts backpedaling back again. Then the the wide receiver is going on a post. He opens back up, back to the inside, runs. He stays the deepest as the deepest the entire time. Then when the ball's in the air, he attacks the ball. He goes and high points it. That is the 144 mark of Adris Farouk's highlight film is prototypical just how you how you play safety at any level. That yeah. honestly could be a a teaching film for college and NFL guys. I'm and not. This is I'm why not everyone should go watch his highlight tape because Reed has explained at least six plays in this man's highlight tape that are head and shoulders more impressive than guys that we have watched before. Guys that I've seen on the team right now, and it's. It's been two minutes. It is two minutes into his highlight. Take two minutes out of your day to watch this guy's highlight tape. 
it's 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 so so freaking impressive like i said because he does everything well at the safety position mm-hmm. everything tackling in the open field open his hips and running playing multiple different coverages and playing them very well so zone uh like i said deep half or mm-hmm. man coverage he absolutely brings a pop. He fills the alley. He's good on the open field and the outside tackles. He he does it all. Uh, John Slaughter's already on the team. People made a big deal about John Slaughter when he got on. And and, and you and I watched his film. I mean, I thought his film was fine. We both thought his film was, was fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of mid, maybe a little average. Uh, then we saw him in person. We said, you know what? He does move a little bit better than we thought or than he did on film. He is a little bit better. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got – if you're a true freshman who's an early on enrollee and players are already talking about you, Tim Banks is talking about you, how well you're picking stuff up and putting stuff down, that's a huge compliment. I'm going to tell you right now, I think Edris Farouk has potential to be a lot better than John Slaughter. Yeah. And, and if they, if John Slaughter's already on campus getting pub, I mean, I know Edris has a whole other senior year before he's even there, so – you know, yeah. they got to keep recruiting him. But you bring him in, you bring in Caleb Beasley at corner, who is a fantastic corner. And don't forget, we loved Marcus – is it Marcus George, Marcus Gorge? Um, the yeah. Other, he's the other safety. Uh, Marcus Gore Jr., yeah, he's he's down in Cleveland, Tennessee. And we mm-hmm. loved his film. Oh, yeah. That is 3DB films that I'm super, super pumped about. But as much as I liked Marcus's – Ed Reese, like I said, might be the best safety film we've watched in the three or four years of doing this. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll stop gushing for a minute, and and you can fill in wherever you would like uh, on stuff. That, yeah, I mean, you know. I, I completely agree. Those are the exact plays that I was going to point out. Like, that second play where he chases down and gets the fumble, I mean, it's just it, – it, that that is the stuff that is so hard to teach in individuals is how much effort are you going to give me what are you going to do when you're not expected to do that what like the ball's overthrown like it's way over his head he is not in a position to make the tackle the safety is supposed to be back there everyone else is but he's like screw that i'm still going for it you don't get that with a lot of guys. You really don't. They don't have that little bit of extra in them, but he does. He has that chip on his shoulder. He wants to win. It does not matter how he wins, but he wants to win. And he plays the sport. He plays a violent sport violently. That I mean, that is what he does. He brings a hammer. He does not let it come to him, uh, which I absolutely love. Um, and – Man, I like him sifting through offensive linemen on screens, him getting off blocks with ease and making those tackles, making great open field tackles when he's the guy covering them and he just runs up, hits them right when they get the ball. Uh, that stuff is so impressive to me because it's it's like – the thing that DBs aren't always great at, right? That they're they're technically like one of the smaller people on the field. Like I would say DBs and running backs are probably like the two smallest people on the field. So it's like getting off blocks and making tackles are like harder, you know? Like everyone calls Deion Sanders the best corner, the best DB to ever play. And what's the knock on him? He's not a good tackler. 
That's what people say. But he's still the best DB ever. It's like, uh, you know, people don't see tackling as like, hey, you need that as a DB. But it's when you have it, it's, I mean, it's even more impressive than anything. Like a 5'11", 180-pound DB getting off a block of a 6'2", 210-pound wide receiver, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. So, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I loved, I loved this film. I have no earthly idea why he's a three star. Why? I, I mean, his offer list is even good. I know there's some schools that might be lower tier, but like you got USC, Tennessee, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. Like, what do you mean? What? Why is he not looked at more? I mean, is it his competition? Is there really not good competition in Baltimore, Maryland? Because I don't believe that. I don't either. I think, yeah, I think they're still good. It's not like he's in the middle of nowhere, you know, small Iowa. town. Yeah. So I I have no idea why because he checks every box. He really does. Yeah, I pulled up while you were talking. He is the 60 – Second ranked safety in the nation. How do these guys do their rankings? I have no idea. I have no idea how they do their rankings. I don't I know. I mean, how do they watch the other guys and compare them? Because that's what you should do. You shouldn't I, do it based off of, hey, this coach called me and he really likes them. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I went and watched the number one and like number two or three safeties that are supposed to be in front of him. And his film, his film, his production was better. Maybe, maybe if I'm looking at him in person, it's hard to tell on film. Maybe they're a little bit bigger, a little bit more mature, like body wise. So maybe mm. a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit faster. So overall, just maybe a better athlete. Yeah. But not a time anywhere close in his film. I said, ah, maybe he's a little, maybe he's really good football player. But when that speed level changes from high school to division one, he might, not be quite there, which we've said about plenty of people. We've mm -hmm. said, Hey, he's a good high school player. He's going to be a good college player, but he's not as give as, as, as uh, physically gifted as maybe some others. We've said that about plenty of people. No, that that's not on this film. There's, there's nothing there that shows me, Oh, he might not be as fast. He doesn't look like a small guy either on film. I mean, I'm not trying to knock, but there's a, a, a if I'm not mistaken last year with Christian Conver, the kid from Kentucky. Yeah. Who is a? I thought maybe a three star, maybe a four star. There's I think a no, three star. There's no comparison to that to this. You know what I mean? And 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 Ricky was a three star. We really liked his film. It's not as good as this. Mm -mm. Jordan now Jordan Matthews was a four star, and at corner I thought he was really good. But I think it's as a safety Ed Rikes, or Ed uh, Ed Reese is is just as good. So why is he not? So I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you, Kyler. I'd be very surprised if this kid is not a very, very solid to a uh, very, very, very solid slash darn good college player. Um, yeah. I would I'd be, be surprised if after his senior year and putting more film out that he doesn't get a fourth star. It, you know, it doesn't matter. I know it, I know it ultimately doesn't matter, but it does matter to some of these kids. We're all competitive. We want star yeah. in this and that. So for his sake, I hope he gets it. Um, but there's no way that there's going to be 61 safeties that are going to be better than him at some point in college. I, I, I'll that that's just 
I would be very, very, very surprised if that's the case. That's your that's your sure bet. Like you were talking about earlier, the sure yeah, bet. Well, this, that, that's not a gut feeling. That's a damn what he's done and what he put on film. I mean, I think one of my best call-outs so far while we've been doing this is, is Squirrel White. I watched this film and immediately told you, I said, I'm going to be very surprised if this guy is not yeah. a player at Tennessee and pretty mm-hmm. early. And so that's one that I feel like I've, I've hit on just immediately from watching the film. And I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how there's 61 better safeties. And I'm not going to go through and watch all of them. I can promise you once we finish here, I'm going to go probably watch another four or five just because I enjoy it. But I, I don't know. Um, all I can say is kudos to him for being a damn good player. Keep it up. Keep working. Yeah. You know, keep fighting and, for it. And, you know, don't pay attention to all the outside noise. But man, what a player. Um, all right. Vol baseball tonight. Let's win that third game. Let's go to Omaha two times and three. Be sick. I mean, we're we're back. We we are back. If we go to Omaha, we are back. We are back. <laughs> we are back. Our veteran dog back. <laughs> All right, man. Great pod. See you, brother. See ya. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And also leave a comment. We absolutely love the comments. Love to respond to those. If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download. And follow us on all those listening platforms that you may use. Uh, Very much helps. Also follow us on social media for our main account, uh, at Pancakes and Bacon on Twitter. And then at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, To follow Reed, his main account on Twitter is at RBacon26. And then for myself, it is just at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias. So go ahead and check those out. Uh, Really appreciate you guys. Uh, Thank you so much for watching and listening. And as always, go Vols.